0: Any news today, Tito, at all? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rosie, <laughs> that's your job. This is the Rosie Report. The next round's on Rosie, and we'll read his credit card number here just a moment. Regular season roundup. Catch it, Rosie! <laughs> Nicely done, Rosebud. Now, here's Jim Rosenhouse. Matthew Boyd into the wind, and the first pitch of the 2021 campaign is
1: in there. straight, and we're underway in Motown. That's how it began yesterday, season number 121. In the franchise history of the Cleveland Indians, Tom Hamilton once again on the call for the tribe as we got things going. And uh, this is episode number one of the Rosie Report regular season roundup. And uh, My name is Jim Rosenhouse, part of that radio broadcast team for the Tribe, and it's great to have you with us for what we hope is a regular podcast over the course of the season. We'll see how it goes, but the plan right now is to make this a Monday through Friday podcast with the off days for the team off for the podcast. But on Mondays, we'll recap the weekend and then take you on through the week with interviews, a look back at some highlights of uh, the games gone by. And uh, just generally keeping you up to date on the Indians and that means opening day on Thursday in Detroit in a snowstorm. <laughs> yes it happened. And uh, for the Indians, not the easiest of opening days as they dropped a 3 to 2 ball game to the Detroit Tigers in the snow early Miguel Cabrera with a two-run home run in the first inning got it started, but Shane Bieber, the Cy Young award winner, settled in quickly and ended up with a stellar performance.
0: Shane Bieber has gotten stronger and better as the game has gone on. He, rocks, he fires, and a swing and a miss, chased one in the dirt. Good breaking ball. Perez picks it up, completes the strikeout with a throw to first. And so 12
1: strikeouts for Shane Bieber. A couple of notes on that strikeout for Bieber, his 12th in the game, and that's what he finished with as he worked the six strong innings and kept his team in the game. That was his 16th career double-digit strikeout game, and he joined Bob Feller as the only Cleveland Indian opening day starting pitcher with multiple double-digit strikeout games. They both had a pair as Shane struck out 14 Kansas City Royals in that July opener a year ago in that odd season. But Bieber also joined Nolan Ryan, Randy Johnson and Bob Gibson. Those three only, and now Shane Bieber, as the only four pitchers to record at least 12 or more strikeouts in multiple opening day starts. So a tip of the cap to Shane Bieber, who uh, took the loss yesterday, but again, uh, still a big game strikeout-wise and kept his team in the game. It was 3 nothing in the ninth when Roberto Perez provided some hope. The pitch. Swung
0: on and a rocket to deep left field. This ball gone. And it's a one run game. Roberto Perez with a two run laser to left and the Indians trail the Tigers three to two here in the ninth inning. And Roberto Perez with that blast to left field has equaled his home run output in 2020.
1: And that two-run home run by Perez proved to be the last run of the game for the Indians, who did continue to threaten in the ninth inning, but uh, just couldn't score that game-tying run off of the Tiger bullpen. Well, on our debut edition after the game, we had a chance to hear from Roberto Perez as he met with the Cleveland media, most notably Andre Knott from uh, the Indians' television side of things. And they talked about, how tough the conditions were on a snowy afternoon in Detroit.
2: Oh man, it, it's tough. Uh you know, today it was a, it was a battle out there. It was battling with the weather. Um, especially in the first couple couple of the first two innings, it was uh it was hard to catch. I couldn't see. Um also, you know, in the back, they got some white letters in the back, so it makes it tougher. But um I thought Shane, you know, he threw the ball well, man. You know, uh, two mistakes today, fastball up and in and then trying to go down on the way. And then Miggy, I thought, you know, it it didn't – off the bat, it didn't – I didn't think it was going, but, uh, you know, he – I guess he had a good swing on it. We usually see Shane have pretty good command of his fastball and it looked
3: like he struggled with it early. Did you call or do anything differently because he was up in the zone so much
2: with the heater? No, 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 not really. We had a great, good game plan. Uh, uh, probably like, like I said, you know, the first two innings, he couldn't throw a fastball for a strike. He was missing up in the zone a lot, uh, falling behind on the cam- uh on guys a lot. So, I think it, maybe it has to do something with the weather because the, those couple innings that were, it, it, it was cold out there, uh, and when it started snowing, it, it got colder. So. Uh, but other than that, if you take those two pitches, I mean, he threw the ball well. He threw the ball well. He gave us a chance to win ball, uh, a ball game. And, um, you know, he's our ace. And um, and you could see, you know, he was battling. And uh, he gave us a chance to win the game.
3: Shane mentioned that the
2: ground behind
3: you or around the plate was harder. Um, did that play into the balls, kind of get the, the wild pitch strikeout that happened?
2: Yeah, it was uh, – I, I was talking to Sandy uh, that how, how he's like – in front of the plate is really uh, soft, but in the back is hard. So it's uh, you know it, it has the bounce were funny. Uh, you know usually you know I don't know when it was the last time I had two wall pitches in a game, but uh, but you know uh, they they trust me back there. You know it's not like they're not gonna uh, stop bouncing those breaking balls in front of the plate. Um, you know, uh, but that's on me. That's on me, and there's no excuses for it. But that's that's part of that's part of the game. I just, uh, you know, I'm one of the best catching baseball, blocking balls, and um, you know, those things are going to happen. So, just got to keep working at it, I guess.
3: <laughs> you got to see a lot of pitches today early on. How much did that help you on the, the at bat with Soto in the ninth?
2: No, I feel good. I feel good. I think uh, coming into this game, I had a great spring training. I was really uh, working, working so hard in the cage. You know, try to not travel too much, and and and. When I get in trouble is when I try to pull everything and um but if I think you know middle the other way that's when I'm my best i'm my best so um but it was nice to see a lot of uh pitches and um i felt i felt really good I felt really good i I was seeing the ball uh, a lot and uh, you know it, it's hard because it's your first game you're you're i'm tough and you try to you know uh put some uh rounds on the on the on the scoreboard but um I thought I had great at bats today and uh, it, it paid off.
3: Roberto, I know you said off the bat, you couldn't tell. Uh, it didn't seem like Miggy had it all, but whenever it got out to the fence, could you even see it anymore whenever it was out in the outfield?
2: No, 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 not really. I, I, off the bat, I didn't see it. Um, you know, I was like looking around, and then I saw Josh Naylor going after the ball, and that's when I, you know, kind of pick it up. But um, I, told, I, told, I told Miggy in first base, I said, I think if you would have hit it, to me, I don't think I, I would have catch it with that snow, you know, coming in. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I of the bat, I, I couldn't, I couldn't see it. It, it, it was tough that evening, you know, when it started um, snowing hard.
1: Always good perspective from tribe catcher Roberto Perez, one of the veteran leaders on this ball club now. And the home run for him, uh, a good sign. It was a pulled home run, but uh, that's kind of a continuation of how he was swinging the bat during spring training. Now, on our show on a daily basis, uh, we'll provide some interviews for you, some one-on-one interviews, maybe interviews that you did not have a chance to hear on our Indians warm-up show. I know, obviously, that's a, a time where we hope you tune in, but sometimes it's tricky and you might miss some fun stuff. And as always, Tom Hamilton visits with Tribe Manager Terry Francona on the warm-up show. And it's interesting on opening day to get some of Tito's perspectives, having been in the game for a long, long time. So Hammy and Tito uh, obviously talked about opening day, but some other things as well. And let's listen in. Well,
0: hi again, everybody. With Tribe Manager Terry Francona, this is Tom Hamilton. Welcome to the Manager Show, the season opener, the Cleveland Indians and the Detroit Tigers here from Comerica Park in downtown Detroit. Tito, it's just great to have you back. I know how grateful you were to Sandy Alomar and the entire coaching staff and what they did last year, but um, everybody wants you back here, and I'm sure this even has
3: more meaning for you, getting a chance to, to do something you love. You know what, Hammy, I'm glad you mentioned that because, you know, what Sandy and, and Sarby and all the coaches did, um, I, I, it wasn't lost on me or anybody for that matter. But being back, I love I love what we do. I know there's going to be challenges. I, there, I, I understand that. I know there's days in this job where you feel like your eyes are in the back of your head. <laughs> but going through it, and I tried to tell our players that today, going through it, everybody pulling in one direction, however you want to say it, I get a big kick out of that. And, and I'm not afraid to, you know, if we're going to struggle a little bit with youth or inexperience, hey, man, we'll do it together. We'll, we'll get through this together. I just want our guys to, to never back down from a challenge and go out there and play their ass off.
0: Tito, you never know what this six-month journey is going to bring. If you did, you wouldn't have to play the ball games. That being said, are there more question marks for you and, and more issues that you're looking at that maybe you haven't had to in the past few years?
3: Um, more question marks for sure. I hope not more issues. Um, you know, again, just being truthful, when there are questions, sometimes the answer ends up being no. But we need to find out. And we, we feel strongly enough about these guys that there's things they can do physically that we need to see it. And if we do see it, that's going to really enhance our, our, our organization, the ability to put a winning team on for years to come. I mean, we've strung together eight years. I think we all know this year is, is going to be maybe the biggest challenge we've faced. Okay, nobody's going to run from that. But if some of these younger players show up and, and can thrive in this atmosphere, we, we look a lot healthier real quick. Tito, what did you like coming out
0: of camp, knowing that it's still spring training and you never know how that plays out, but were there some surprises or some things that emerged that maybe you didn't anticipate?
3: Hammy, yeah, there is, but I'm going to preface it by saying there's been times when we've come out of camp and i felt so good and we hit the road stumbling. (laughs) There's been other times when I've had anxiety and you win five in a row. So I don't know the answer. I do think we have a chance to have a sneaky kind of good bullpen. I really believe that. Um, you know, I mean, you look at, you know, Maton Shaw, Karinchak, Klasse, Wittgren, uh, Trevor Steffen, you know, Cal Quantrill, Oliver Perez. I think we got a chance to have a pretty solid bullpen. Now, does it, does it click on day one? I hope so. But, you know, over the long haul, I think this group has a chance.
0: Tito, you've decided to go with Jordan Luplo in center field today. Ex- explain that one.
3: Well, you know, we, we definitely want Luplo's bat in there against left-handers. I mean, that's, you know, he's, he may be one of our most dangerous hitters. Um, I really want Naylor to, I don't want Naylor to be a strictly platoon guy. I do think there'll be days we sit Naylor, but not, not, not all the time, because I think, one, I think he can handle lefties, and two, I think it's good for him. Um, I didn't think putting Ahmed in center on opening day was fair. I do think Ahmed's going to see some time in center. He's worked too hard to not do it. I just didn't think it was fair to him. And if something went wrong, opening day is so glaring and everybody overreacts to everything. I just didn't want that to happen.
0: Tito, it seems like now, well, it has been three years running where you go, Shane Bieber. I mean, can he get better?
3: And he was as good as anybody has pitched in a long time a year ago. I agree. And, but because of Beeb's work ethic and his outlook and as conscientious as he is, my guess is he'll probably figure out ways to get better in other areas of the game that some may be noticeable, some may not be quite as noticeable. I hope it all translates to his ERA and his win-loss column because he is certainly one of the best pitchers in the game. And I think the part of the reason we're so excited is we know how he attacks things. He's probably going to find a way to get better.
0: Well, Tito, it's great to have you back. And isn't it great to be playing 162 again? I'll never take that for granted again.
3: Hammy, there's a lot of stuff none of us will take for granted again. And, you know, again, I know we have a lot of challenges in front of us, but we got a lot of smart people helping us. And hopefully we get into the summer months here and maybe the masks get shed and we get Mm -hmm. more people at the ballpark. I can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to the home opener when we're going to have people at the ballpark. That's going to be exciting.
1: And also on the interview front on Indians warm-up on opening day Thursday, we uh, played an interview that we did with Shane Bieber at the tail end of spring training. And uh, it offers some unique perspective on how he approaches things, even coming off not only the best season of his young major league career, but one of the best seasons any pitcher has put together in a long, long time in the major leagues but he does not rest on his laurels at all, and that was reflected in our conversation with Bieber at the end of spring training.
4: Yeah, um, I guess that's where, you know, you're, you're at the start of spring training. It's developmental, um, working on what you need to work on, and, uh, you know, just trying to get better at, at your deficiencies, and, and that's what I tried to do the first few outings. Um, I thought it, I did a good job of that, you know, carrying that transition over from the offseason um, continuing to work on what I was working on throughout the off season. And then, you know, as it got to, you know, about a week ago or my last outing, I uh, had a couple conversations and, and it, that's when it hit go time. That's when you got to go out there and compete, get in the game ready mode um, out there and, and try to throw up zeros and, and get into uh, that game ready mindset. And so that's kind of the transition that's happening for myself uh, as well as really everybody right now is we're getting – you know, we got all sides are set on opening day, uh, and that's what we're working
1: towards. You mentioned things that, that you work on in the offseason. You have a season like you did a year ago, and, and how do you identify what you need to work on, especially coming off of that type of year? What did you find that, that would be helpful for this season?
4: Yeah, there's plenty of things. Um, there's always – you got to be yourself. Uh, toughest critic and – Looking back to last year, all I could really think about was that that start against the Yankees um, where we fell short. And so, uh, looking at that one and, and trying to look at it objectively, thinking about you know what could have saved us uh, or saved myself, and and uh, you know translated into a better outing. And one of those things was tightening up the slider. I felt like I relied heavily on the curveball um, all, all last year, uh, and in that start, um, that's all they were looking for, and they were able to uh, you know either take good swings or, or lay off of that ball in the dirt. And so tightening up the slide or something, that's strike for a little bit longer and, and being able to throw something for strikes uh, and get some rollovers was um, uh, a focus going into the And So kind of revamped that, and it's getting to where it needs to be right now, and I'm comfortable with it and just building momentum and building comfortability with it.
1: So, so you go through spring training starts. And how do you know when, when it's, all right, the slider, I can use that during the regular season and I feel good about it?
4: uh yeah it's pretty much what you said just spring training try to get your feedback from the hitters that's the best feedback that you can get and that's the um you know that's always what you're looking for is is how are they reacting to a certain pitch um and we've gotten some positive feedback even in the the tougher outings earlier this year or earlier in spring uh, my first two um still got some positive feedback and then going into the last one everything's feeling good starting to tighten it up and uh Yeah, I'd say shorter, you're always looking at the hitter for for instant feedback, and uh, that's what we've been
1: doing. Uh, Pitching deep in the games, I know that's a a stated goal. Um, So sometimes there's early contact that'll help you get through and and you don't throw as many pitches, but strikeouts are such a big part of the game now. How do you balance those two to to make sure that that you can be out there a a long time each game for the team?
4: Yeah, that's – but that's something that I've always been comfortable. I've always uh, you know, been being able to go deep in the ball games, And um, I was still able to do that last year, just not at the the mark that I would have liked to. And uh, there were a few outings where my pitch count just got higher, higher than normal, a lot earlier than normal. Um, for me this year, just trying to get some some early contact going into ball games, just um, being aggressive in the zone. I think that's how you do it. And then once you get to two strikes, you can expand and go for that swing and miss. But, um, for me, I'm just trying to be as efficient as people, uh while taking advantage of, you know, pitchers counts.
1: Transitioning uh, next Thursday, you're the opening day starter. And I know you were the opening day starter last year, but it seemed like it was just the first day of the season when we finally got around to it. Um, I don't know if that makes sense or not, but uh, you start an opener in April this time. And, and what does that mean to you uh, based on the tradition of opening day starters for this ball club?
4: It's exciting. Um, I know last year was a little bit different, but uh, it was my only experience doing so. This year feels, uh, you know, similar. I, I hold the same pride in it. I'm very fortunate to be able to go out there and um, accept that role as opening day starter. And so I'm going to go out there and uh, I'll be ready and, and, and do my best to get the team on the right foot. And that's a, a, priv- a privilege that, uh, you know, I'm honored to, to take part in and and to take a hold of. And I'm excited for it.
1: And the team's a little bit different behind you. There's been some changes this off season, but you've had a chance to go through a spring training. And, and what do you like in there that, uh, that has you excited for a new season?
4: Uh, there's a lot to like, man. A lot of guys are playing well right now. Um, and, and we, we lost some, some big names, some great guys, some good teammates. Um, but, you know, that's part of the business. And, you know, the front office has done a great job in putting the best uh, team we can You know, out on field, and uh, I think everybody's seen some some real positive things from uh, all sorts of groups this this spring training. And we're young, we're exciting. Um, And at a certain point, there's a standard that the Cleveland Indians hold, and um, we're going to continue that standard and continue to win ball games and compete. And uh, you know, I think that's all you can ask for in a in a long season like we're we're anticipating. And, uh, you know, I know that I'm not the only one that's uh, really, really looking forward to it and proving some people wrong.
1: Always fun to visit with Shane Bieber, the Cy Young Award winner a year ago. And uh, he had some good thoughts after yesterday's game, too. And uh, most notably, one of the things that uh, Bieber said was that – It was a serious snowstorm that he was pitching in, but uh, it was nice snow. He had pitched in some sleet in the minor leagues, but he said uh, this was legit snow that uh, he was pitching in and and didn't seem bothered by it much. It was a challenge to be sure, but uh, just something that was uh, part of the deal on opening day over in Detroit. Well, Friday's an off day for the Tribe, so no Episode 2 yet, but uh, we hope to come back for you on Monday with Episode 2 of the Rosie Report. Uh, Give it a like if you can. And uh, continue to download. We thank you for doing that. Thanks to Brian Matze for all of his help in uh, some of the production work on this podcast. And also, of course, Bart Swain from Indians PR for helping to line up a lot of our interviews along the way. Until next time, I'm Jim Rosenhaus. Thanks so much for listening to The Rosie Report. This
0: has been The Rosie Report.